0: This piece of fiction is the intro of distraction pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro of distraction This piece of fiction is the intro of distraction pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro distraction. of the intro distraction pieces. Piece welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode three hundred and eighty-three, and some of you may already know that we've got a special thing going on here in the month for May. I'm doing a series of episodes called "Where's Your Head At." um and i'm going to be talking to a variety of different people about their mental health and how the pandemic has impacted their mental health and how they feel as we start to come out the other end you're going to get sick of me saying that but um that's that's the that's the set up and the reason for doing this was obviously i saw that it's mental health awareness month um next week as this episode comes out but a lot of you will know that the distraction pieces podcast has had so much discussion of mental health that I felt there's no point in doing a week focusing on it because every week has some kind of element of it so yeah I decided to do the whole month there's going to be more episodes than usual and each episode is going to be a combination of these conversations with all sorts of different people including Florence Pugh Fern Cotton Jamali Maddox Elena Hedy Simon Pegg Connie Huck dame baptiste jordan stevens just loads of of really good people but also again anyone who isn't a new listener will know the distraction pieces podcast is about all those people and it's worth noting that everyone that i have on in this special has been on previously so if you're a fan of any of them just search distraction pieces lane ahead for example and you'll find the original the original episode um or the first episode we did so yeah but as, yeah, as I was saying, it's not all about the big celebrities, it's about other people. So I've also got chats in this podcast with mum, and my dad and with my goddaughter, Lola, who's 10. That's going to be in next week's episode. And I'm kicking things off with a chat with my mum, who's been a guest a few times, um, and she works with the Samaritans. So I felt we had a lot of interesting things to talk about with regards to... To mental health, and I also find, like I've had my mum and my dad on previously, and I also find that you end up having conversations that you wouldn't have normally. So it's a really powerful thing to jump into it in work mode, as such. Um, before we get into it, though, I would normally, in in fact, I'll say in this episode, I'm going to talk to my mum and then to Stephen Graham, who's one of my favourite people in the world, and also one of the best actors in the world, Papyrus who the same can be s- said about, and Gail Porter who is just one of the most amazing people I've ever met. But before we get into it, I would normally at this point plug my web store or my Patreon or whatever else. But for this whole month, I'm going to encourage you not to go to my Patreon and not to go to my web store and instead support some mental health charities and two that mean a lot to me. There's so many specific ones so if there's one that means something specifically to you then go there but calm is a charity i've worked with for many years campaign against living miserably and it's specifically trying to counter the incredibly high suicide rate among uh men um but then and also samaritans obviously the first guest is a samaritan and the samaritans do so much good work and they need as much support as possible really so you can either you'll probably be able to find ways to donate to your local samaritans if you want to go specific go with the Basilton lot that's where my mum's at but overall samaritans is a great charity to donate to and support and to use they're a great resource so yeah let's start off with the first guest on the first where's your head episode and it's my mum <coughs> Right. I'm here today with, well, with my mum. Um, I guess I should, should name you as, as Jenny Meads. You deserve an actual name rather than simply my mum. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. Thank you very much.
0: Good, good, good. The, as you know, the point of these chats is to spend 10, 15 minutes talking about how your mental health has been during the pandemic. And I wanted to talk to you because you're someone that I, I didn't get to see much during the pandemic because of of, of things like that. But I know, number one, you run a Samaritans centre. I'm I'm
1: director of my local branch,
0: yeah. Director of your local branch. So there's a lot to talk about there. I know you've got some different mental health initiatives on the go. But also, you know, we all went through stuff as a family during this. Um, You lost your cousin. Um, We oh, it was hard to figure out what we could or couldn't do, particularly in a situation like that. So, yeah, I guess, how's it all been? How have you been during this this time?
1: Yeah, as I say, losing Lynn, my cousin, was um, quite hard. Um, before we entered lockdown, I was going up to Scotland quite regularly and spending time with her. Mm. And then, of course, once lockdown started, um, I couldn't go and visit her. Yeah. And it was fine to start with because although she had cancer, she was telling us that the prognosis was good. Turns out that wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. And she died very suddenly and very quickly. Um, I'm just grateful that she did die quickly. She died at home mm. um, with her son close by. So that's the positive of it. The negative is I feel awful that I wasn't there for yeah. her.
0: Yeah, it was horrible that we couldn't travel up at all or that Absolutely. we couldn't even be together. The hardest thing for me after watching the funeral on Zoom was knowing that you're five minutes up the road and I can't come yeah. and give you a cuddle kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was just such weird <laughs> yeah. things to go through in that you never expect any of that. It's the stuff that you don't necessarily, obviously, we expected a lot from the pandemic. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah that was a thing that you couldn't have even imagined that strange Mm -hmm. series of events
1: and I sort of feel that I haven't said goodbye as such um I'm I'm a this sounds really stupid but I'm okay with death you know I do know that we die yeah and as you know as a family my mum was always talking about yeah you know when I die this is it and and I do sort of follow in that. Yeah,
0: too. it's why it was a surprise to me when my first m- music started to get covered anywhere and people were telling me it was morbid. I was like, oh, I didn't know this was things <laughs> that we don't talk about. <laughs> yes, every album has got at least three songs about death, but I thought that was normal conversation. Yeah. I didn't know this was a, yeah. a taboo. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And, and let's say I'm, I'm probably the first one to talk about things like that, you know, mm. Um so the fact that she died is hard, but I know that happens. I haven't said goodbye and that's hard. So when I can finally go up to Scotland, that will be my saying goodbye to her. Yeah. Um, just, we talked about going away for, um, travelling around sort of the Highlands and that, and I plan to do that by myself at some yeah. point, because it's what she and I were going to do. And that will be my goodbye to her. Yeah. Um I know she's close by. I talked to her, and yeah. I think I, because I couldn't go to the funeral, I bought one of those. Um, I bought a butterfly that a yes. solar powered butterfly.
0: It's a light. And it's when, a garden light. It's a garden light. Yeah. It's not actually a flying <laughs> robot thing or anything. It's a
1: <laughs> no, no. It's a garden light, so it's on the back fence that I can see from the house, and every time I catch a sight of it lit up, I think of Lynn. Yeah. And it goes to bed early because she always did. It goes <laughs> off way before any of my other Because
0: last time she was down, <laughs> I remember the three of us sitting in your garden and she was loving <laughs> yeah. all of your light up garden animals yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, it's wonderful. So, so
1: that's, um, yeah. But as you know, I belong to a social group called Spice UK yes. and um, I've booked to go up to Edinburgh for the festival or yeah. a weekend over the festival, whether it happens or not. I plan to still go, and that will be my sort of... um,
0: Yeah, your trip to... to Goodbye, goodbye, if you
1: like. Even though I'm seeing other friends mentally, that'll be my goodbye. Well, I mean,
0: speaking of Spice then, it's something I also wanted to talk about, because Spice is a a social group thing that that you've been part of for for years. Yeah. you, you, You joined it when you decided you wanted to be comfortable with being single if you choose to be single so you don't have to depend on you didn't want to do dating group no. things or whatever it's like no. this is just it's not anything to do with dating it's just people of a certain age um <laughs> kind of, quite go- a lot of
1: younger people as well <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um but going and doing things together and that might be yeah a woodwork course or it might be a pottery thing or it might be a a murder mystery weekend and all sorts of other things and that's translated really well in the pandemic because you've been busier than ever because it all moved over (laughs) to zoom right you were every other night you were having zoom parties um quizzes so many different things like themed dance nights and all sorts of stuff so yeah how's that been for your mental health to keep because you are quite a social person but to keep that socialness when you couldn't have absolutely. it absolutely
1: i, I like being with people yeah. and i have to say the the organizers of spice they're all sort of different regions just reacted so well they moved over to zoom we ha- all the events on zoom were free you pay a membership um, a monthly charge, so they froze that for a couple of months or gave you the money back for a couple of months. But they put so much on. There were coffee mornings, mm. various evenings, and, and they're still going on. And they they plan to sort of um, – I've got an Oscars quiz tomorrow night. Amazing. We've been doing family fortunes in groups, so I'm in the final of that, which is amazing, because what they've done is – they sent out um, a questionnaire to 100 Spice members and using the similar sorts of questions that, that you get on, um, um, on Family Fortunes yeah. and got the Spice members' um, replies. So
0: Amazing. So that,
1: that's been just hysterical.
0: I love that. We asked 100 Spice members what would yep. be. <laughs> I love it.
1: Well, 100 Spice Members, what was one of the ones in the last one? Um, What animal can't you get in a mini? And, you know, you've got your elephants and rhinoceros and somebody put a flamingo. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: like, really? I guess it would be tough. I don't know. (laughs) How bendy are they? Um, But you've also done a Would I Lie to You night and all sorts of stuff like that where you had to come up with, they gave you a lie and you had to, or, or no, you had to come up with, Two true ones and one lie, right? And then you yeah. kind of put them yeah. through.
1: And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they've been sort of. And we've had wine tasting. So we'll maybe decide on a grape or a type of wine, and then we'll all go and get our own bottles. Mm. And then the host Jamie will sort of say, you know, take a mouthful, and you know, it's it's really just an excuse to drink wine. But mm. <laughs> yeah. we do frame it around. Actually, and we have learned quite a bit from it. You know, I just grabbed back wine, but actually <laughs> you taste it and, you th- and he'll say, well, what flavours can you taste? So actually stopping and thinking about that is yeah. quite interesting.
0: Yeah. R- rather than how drunk are you, which is normally exactly. the, the question on, on, on alcohol.
1: <laughs> but then we, we we rate it and then we go to a particular app and then we compare what what that says, and that's right. really that's been interesting. And we've all sort of had different wines that we're going to go and test. Yeah. We found that Aldi's quite good. The people in Scotland are very jealous of us because they can't buy a bottle of wine under five pounds. Yeah, and we can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm usually there with my little one for three fifty or something.
0: <laughs> so so spice seems to be a high point as such, and obviously. Funerals and lost loved ones seem to be an obvious l- low point. But have there been any other moments aside? Because again, it's it's a weird w- thing to say, but losing someone is obviously going to be a low point. If you know yeah. what I mean, like pandemic or otherwise. Have there been any other points that you've kind of found that you've str- str- struggled or or or, yeah. or or had a rough time with it?
1: I've had some treatment on my face yeah. um, for sort of um, precancerous sun damage, basically. Yeah. And I was very grateful that I was in lockdown. You know me, I tend to look on the positive rather yeah. than negative. I was glad that I was in lockdown and wasn't have to be seeing people with these great scabs all across my cheekbones yeah. because um, the cream made it look worse before it got better. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, the doctor at the clinic did tell me that would happen, but... Um, when you're looking at it and I'm not one for looking in the mirror very often but actually on on zoom I was going to say it's one you of the problems do is you of go, zoom oh, yeah I haven't brushed my hair today yeah <laughs>
0: of course
1: so that that was a bit um but then again the positive my eyesight's getting worse so I couldn't see it that well <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> but, but that was you know that was a positive that Actually, had I been going out and meeting people, I'd have had more people going, Oh, what well, you done? You had a fall, Have yeah, you had an yeah. accident. Whereas a few people on Zoom did say, Are oh, you okay? They'd message me and go, Oh, you were right. And once they knew, they'd sort of go, Oh, it's looking better, and that. So, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: it was positive.
0: Yeah, I love it. On the other
1: side of that. So,
0: how's it been on, on the Samaritans front? Because you became The director of your local one, just as all this was (laughs) happening, so a terrible kind of. Not only you learning the ropes and taking the reins, you're learning them in unprecedented times because you did manage to keep open largely, right? Um, Yes, you had to bring in all sorts of different new rules. You you had to lower the staff rotation, right, and have all sorts of cleaning and whatnot.
1: We had to make sure, usually at a shift change. The people coming on shift come in quarter of an hour before they're due to start, and you, you have that changeover, and people will say, Yes, it's been it's been a really busy evening or whatever, or just hello, haven't seen you for ages. So yeah. just that that yeah. communication. And we had to stop that. So what we've we stopped the shift slightly earlier, and everybody cleans down their station. And leaves the building before the next group come in. So we've tried to keep our volunteers as safe as possible. I mean, my branch are just amazing. Most of my volunteers have either done extra shifts or, you know, those that have had to isolate at home have done certain duties and things that they can do from home. So they we, we have a leader system where we support our volunteers who are on duty. So yeah my my volunteers have been brilliant, and the organization has changed very quickly to cope with this so yeah. all our training's gone online so we've all sort of retrained on how to how to do our interviews online and things like that so the organization has moved really really quickly and yeah, um, that's great my branch we've had very few closures i am in fact, at the start of this, my, my predecessor had actually put on an extra couple of shifts just before lockdown started and we've been able to cover all those. So.
0: I love that. So so what was the – I'll start to wrap things up, but what was the, 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 the thing that you were telling me about that you guys are doing in May that's a mental health support thing?
1: Yes. Um, we've got various things happening in May. Um, it is Mental Health Week and – we're going to be doing stuff. Um, we haven't sort of gone to press yet on exactly what's yeah, happening, yeah. but there will be lots of things happening in May, both via Samaritans and various other support agencies yeah. to, to, to get things going. And I've forgotten what it
0: is. <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> um, how, how, I mean, how did you, did you notice anything? Obviously, no specifics, but did you notice a change in... The contacting of Samaritans over this time?
1: Samaritans as a whole, I think the latest figures are telling us that we answer something like 10,000 calls a day. Wow. So it's hard to see when you're answering that many calls. We were busy before the pandemic. We're busy now. People are very lonely. The one thing that we've been pushing a lot is that we're there for anybody who's in distress and you don't have to be right on that edge to call us that yeah. you can call us before you get to that point and talk yeah. to us and we won't judge we don't we don't give advice we don't say oh you should be doing this or anything yeah. like that we listen and very often when people actually have the space to talk about what's bothering them they find the solutions themselves yeah and yeah. and I think that's it's so important. I think life today is so busy, but actually people having time um is is very precious. People don't think about themselves. they should be giving time to themselves as well as um you know us as as an organization, giving them the time to talk, yeah,
0: yeah definitely so as we as we start to come out of all of this. How are you feeling? Are there any anxieties? Are you excited? It's great that we're starting to come out and your face looks completely healed up and all (laughs) lovely again. Obviously, you've got me and my brother who are constantly on at you to make sure you're taking all the right precautions and don't rush back too soon. So yeah, how are you feeling? Are you feeling Excited? Are you feeling anxious? Are we adding to your anxiousness by keeping <laughs> constantly being on your case of being really careful? How's, how's it all, all feeling? No, I'll just do out? it and not
1: tell you. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm I'm cautious. Yeah. And I think, you know, you two actually have given me lots of really useful information. And um, I think I'm, cautious, I'm cautiously going back to doing things, but I'm also very aware that... I don't think this is something that's just going to go like that, you yeah. know, snap of the fingers and it's gone. Mm-hmm. I think there will be sort of leftovers and I think we need to do things for ourselves, but actually to be careful about it and look after ourselves, make sure we're safe.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, that's perfect. Thank you very much for your time. And we're recording this on a Sunday and I'm going to be, hopefully the weather looks nice. So I'm going to come round for my first roast in your garden in yes. about eight months now I think it's been so <laughs> what time are you looking to have it ready for
1: um not absolutely certain because I could talk to your brother about that But <laughs> right. I'm okay. thinking about five-ish
0: right okay so I'll head round about six then because that's the realistic <laughs> when it'll actually be ready
1: well if I'm cooking yes but if your brother's do- got anything to do with it it'll be on I'll time I'll get round at
0: four if Ian's doing it yeah <laughs> lovely well thank you very much. <laughs> there we go, that was my mum. I was really kind of worried as as I got into that, because I'd said to my mum I wanted to talk about Samaritans and mental health and all that, and I hadn't really mentioned in advance that we were going to talk about, obviously, the death that we had in the family. Um, so I was worried I, could, well, I was kind of springing it upon her, but you'll see, you will have heard from her reaction why I'm how I am, because she wasn't shaken by it in the slightest. Um, next up, is one of my favourite people in the world. And I've been a fan of Stephen Graham, the actor, for many, many years. And we'd had a few chats back and forth because he was into my music and I was a fan of his work. But then we we worked together on a show called Taboo and he became just a lifelong friend. So he was one of the first people I wanted to talk to on this, partly because I knew the few things he's gone through, which you'll get into, but Partly just because I wanted to catch up with my pal uh, and see how he was. And St- Stevie and a few others in our, our circle of friends are really good at, at reaching out and being open about mental health. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. This is the award-winning, the iconic, legendary actor, Mr. Stephen Graham. Right, I'm here with Stephen Graham. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Pep. Yeah, I'm good today, thank you. That's good, yeah. that's good. I I, I want to have a quick t- t- 10, 15-minute f- chat about basically how your the last year and a half's been with this pandemic and, and mental health, basically, because you're someone that it's been beautiful to watch a lot of the things that you've been doing, a lot of the uh, uh, changes that, that you've been making to consciously kind of keep your your body and mind in in a good place, right? So, yeah, how's it all been? I guess.
2: Yeah, it's you know. Do you know what? It's one of those things where you don't really think about it, or I haven't really thought about how I've been coping or what I've been doing until you spoke to me the other day and said, "Would I be interested in having this little chat with you?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow! I'm going, yeah, a year, a year and a
0: half. It's flown by, isn't it?
2: Yeah. To the extent of like, you know, when you when you put it in when you put it in a, in context like that of, of time, it, that's when it blows my mind. Because one of my mates said, well, you know, it'd be really nice to see you. Leon, it was. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait to see you, lads." I miss you. I haven't seen you for a few months. And in my head, it's like four months. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah, nearly two years. And I was like, what? Yeah. Anyone, know, I haven't seen you for nearly two years. And I was like, fuck, 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 no, no, no. That's not possible. But It's just how it seems to have gone. And then you know with I mean as soon as it we we were filming right up until the last day when the lockdown came into it, when it when it was when it was announced that we all had to begin that very first lockdown we were filming a, a little film a little independent low budget film called Boiling Point which I told you about you know what I mean yeah, which my mate directed and me and Hannah were involved in so we were it was kind of really strange because everyone was going oh, are we going to get this film finished because we could sense that the lockdown was coming, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was imminent. It was just on the horizon. It was like fucking the horses of the apocalypse coming over, ready to close us down.
0: And the films, the films are long one shot, isn't it? So there's pressure on already. Like, are we going to get this? Added <laughs> pressure of we might not have as many tries as we thought we were going to have. That must have been exactly. A well,
2: it was kind. Of, it, you're right, Pip. It was that. You know what I mean? and um, We obviously we had a. Good, like I think they had a week rehearsal. I was busy doing something else, and I came towards the end. So we had a couple of we had a good few days rehearsing it and going through with the camera and stuff like that and all that kind of stuff. And then bang, it was like okay, right, let's get ready. And as we were getting ready to do that take on the next stage, you know what I mean? After we've had it, we'd had a couple of dummy runs and stuff. It was like he's going to announce tomorrow when when the lockdown is going to be. It's like oh okay. So you didn't try and feel the pressure yeah. of it. Anyway, we got it done on the third take which Amazing. was the day after. And then it was like officially, you know, unbeknownst to us, but officially the day after we'd finished on that that third take, it was shut down anyway. Wow! So that third take had to be the last take no matter what. But we didn't know that. We were still thinking if we didn't get it, we'd come back tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Little known to us that we wouldn't have been able to do that after that announcement. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was kind of strange. So I kind of went into the, into the whole kind of thing of, lockdown and stuff a little bit kind of it hadn't stopped me really doing what I was doing do you know what I mean
0: yeah.
2: um, with work and stuff and it was like oh okay and then it was that first lockdown was wow okay this is it for a bit then and you know someone who who adores his wife and his children I do I'm very blessed I'm really really lucky to have such a beautiful family do you know what I mean it's I do I feel honoured every single day do you know what I mean but then the realisation that oh hang on actually Stephen you spend quite a lot of time away from this place yeah and this house has its own energy with the three people that are here a lot more than you it kind of wakes in its own little way and it seems content and now all of a sudden I'm here for what you know look luckily over the past good few years as you will know I've been quite busy and I haven't been at home for any longer than like two months at a time do you know <laughs> what I mean so all of a sudden it was like Oh, I'm going, where do I fit it?
0: Yeah. And
2: for that first bit, if I'm honest, for that first bit, it was like kind of, well, that, That's where's the thingy gone from there? Oh, I've moved that. No, that's not in that cupboard. It's not, uh, yeah, but it used to be. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't work there. Oh, okay. I'll say, have you seen the thingy? And it, where's the, what? And then I'm terrible anyway with names and stuff. So I go, have you seen the thingy that used to be in the uh, the garage next to the, boss's name? And you go, what are you on about? And I'm like, the thing, it, was, it was on top of the shelf. It was on the top shelf. And he'd be like, you mean the old?" And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, no, it's over there. And I was like, when did it go over there? And we moved it because it was in the way. And I think, but it wasn't in the way when I was here. So then I had to adjust to, to being a part of this family in a weird way. Do you know what
0: I mean? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because, yeah, as you say, because you work in an industry that doesn't really acknowledge the idea of holidays and time off and family, it's always like, when's the next job? Like, we need to get it done. So in many ways you've spent a while where your family times are your holiday, if you know what I mean. You're there on a little break from your normal life. This is like, oh, this is a treat. I'm with the family. And then you've got to go, all right, now I. (laughs) it feels like you're living somewhere you normally go on holiday to. And it's a different (laughs) experience. When you're on holiday, it's all carefree and holiday. (laughs) But when you're living there, it's like, all right, I live here now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. And it's like, you know, Look, as as is with those, do you know what I mean? Is those kind of actors, and, and, and you know, there's there's no there's no complete security within the work. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Unless you're on a long running series, or if you're in a soap opera or whatever. I don't know what that is, and and you know that you've got such amount of time throughout the year. But normally it's like, okay, well I'm home now. I'll enjoy this for a little bit. But what's coming next? Mm-hmm. So you, you're constantly. On the next thing, do you know what I mean? In a way, your mind is already focusing on, well, I had a beautiful experience and I really enjoyed that. But I can't settle down for too long because I need to pay bills. I need to put trainees on Alfie's feet. I need to, you know, uh, get food and be a part of the family and pay the mortgage and and all of that stuff. So that added pressure where we we have, where, as you said, it's not, you know, it's not a regular Nine to five, or you know, eight to eight to eight job. When I go to work and I come home, and then I'm I'm here. It's like when I go away. I go away for bits of the time, and then I'll come home for weekends, or keep doing that for however long the course of the of the piece that we're doing may be. Do you know what I mean? As you as you well know, you just spend
0: all that bleeding
2: time away. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So we never know really when we're going to be away and for how long. It's never normally planned out for us, is
0: it? Yeah, exactly. So, so how did you find adjusting that mindset of that kind of the normal onto the next thing, onto the next thing? In this period, that control was taken away from you a bit. I know, obviously, there was stuff bubbling and things being lined up, but you were having to kind of just, yeah, be be there and 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 be home. And again, I know that's. A blessing for you, b- because I've uh, we've worked away together before, yeah, and you can't yeah. wait to get back to the family or to FaceTime or whatever else. So it must have been a great thing. But I said it's also a bit of a uh, a foreign land.
2: Well, it, you, you you know that's, that's it. You've been done it on the air completely, and it was a great thing, and it, and it and it is, and it's you know it's still a very I'm in a very fortunate place, and it's a very enjoyable experience. Look, we're very lucky, we're very blessed. I've worked really hard. We have a we have a really lovely home. We have a nice, lovely, modest little home with a with a, a lovely big garden, and it's the national forest at the back there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's really it was surrounded by trees and greenery, and we have two lovely dogs, Bonnie and Clyde. And I kind of found I found meditation in a different way than I have normally. Do you know what I mean? As not normally is a little practice anyway. I try and do some form of meditation or some form of connecting for me with a kind of. I, we it sound, and I'm not asked how it sounds. I don't really give, a, don't really care. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm a spiritual scally, so what? Get over it. Uh, yeah, you know, the connection to my higher power is the kind of yeah. way I like to lead my life. Do you know what I mean? I, I I'm very grateful in the morning. I, I acknowledge the fact that I feel very blessed for the life I have and the children. And you know, not not in a not in a religious sense. I'm not saying that, but more in a spiritual sense for me. And and my acknowledgement for you know for for to so just try and do the next right thing, to try and be a decent person, you know what I mean? To try and not get wound up with the trappings of life and try not to get frustrated when someone pulls over and cuts me up in the car instead of jumping out the window and going, you fucking gob shatter rip your fucking bollocks off. Going, hmm, okay, let that pass, Stephen. And trying to, you know, be a better human being. Yeah. It's for myself and for everyone else around me, primarily. But I really kind of found mindfulness. Uh, Hannah did a mindful meditation course a long time ago. It really, she found it really helped. It and and I find meditation sometimes difficult because my head goes, okay, well come on, then what's going to happen? That excitable child (laughs) and he goes, it's like, and I'm trying to tell him to be quiet for a minute. Just let me just listen to something else. Yeah and sometimes it, it will I can't get, if I get there for two seconds sometimes for me, that's a huge achievement.
0: When I used to have hypnosis, like when I was younger, I, I had hypnosis to try and, and help my stutter, and yeah. the idea of hypnosis, again, I'd only seen it on, on TV in them days, where it's it's making you think <laughs> you you're eating a chicken. an egg or whatever, or eating an <laughs> onion and eat, thinking it's an <laughs> apple or whatever, or stupid stuff like that, but I realised yeah. that the reality of it is more a mindfulness thing because they're just trying to relax you and relax your mind. But the thing that resonated then was the first time I had it, I went in and I didn't remember much. I didn't feel I was under, but I didn't remember much. So the next time I was like, right, and she's just talking me through the breathing and then she's like, yeah. like, obviously I'm going to talk to your subconscious. Now you're allowed to, to listen. There's no pressure, but you can dr- drift off if you want. And I'm laying there thinking, right, I'm going to pay attention because I want to know what she's asking and what she's doing and what s- s- suggestions she's putting in and, and where yeah. it can all go and what this is. And then all of a sudden she's going, and we're done. And I'm like, fuck's sake i I, I wanted to pay attention but my mind was so focused on going i'm not going to get caught out this time i'm going to do it i'm going to do it and that's how i have the mindfulness thing it's like right i'm going to relax i'm going to really and then your mind's just going off a million miles an hour so yeah i can completely relate on that to try and get those moments and then it's oh it's over oh was that it It, oh is that it is it done oh
2: wow
0: um so yeah,
2: perfect. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly the same as me. It's that voice. And you're like going right. We're going to do this. What's going to happen? What's going to happen I'm, 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 And you and it goes away for a little bit. And um and I and I found this this wonderful practitioner fellow. You might have heard of him called Muji.
0: No, I'm not familiar. It's like
2: a, oh, he's lovely. I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It's like he's like, got a wonderful Jamaican accent. I think originally primarily was from. I think he lived in Brixton for a while. I'll send you it i'll send you this stuff and and i just i just found his voice really kind of calming and relaxing and, and i just initially it was it was just i really like listening to him talk and you know sometimes when when there's someone that just has a really kind of beautifully soporific voice and just just really makes you straight away instead of Stephen's natural energy is is about here somewhere do you know what i mean you know me it' can, yeah. sometimes my energy can be up there and that so to listen to someone like him and trying, and, you know, and I'm getting a bit older and stuff as well, that calmness that I found. Yeah. And I think I've practiced patience and tolerance loads throughout this period. And I've, I've seemed to have found a little place of calmness as well. And, and that comes from, look, everybody wanted the two dogs, but only, only, well, Hannah does, Hannah, only two people clean the shit up in the garden. Do you know what I mean? That's me and Hannah. But more than like more than likely only one person walks them and we have another girl who walks the dogs, but that's part of a big thing and it's really, you know, it's lovely, it's a local business and it's yeah. and she goes walking dogs and with other dogs and all that kind of thing. You you treat them like kids. So I'm the one I get I get a lot from walking Bonnie and Clyde in the mornings, you know what I mean? I right. really do. I really do and I find I'm mindfulness in that. I I'm, I'm just in that walk until then I'll either, you know, phone my dad or someone will phone me or I might listen to a podcast or something like that. But but for that first kind of 10, 15, 20, I'm just, walking, just listening. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm in that moment. I'm being present in that yeah. moment, That's which has really helped me dramatically.
0: Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of things that people f- find that they're found in this period that they can take on, take on going forward. And things like that are exactly having that moment of like, and finding anything that can give you that. Even if it is, as you say, 30 minutes in the morning where you're just aware and you're not, yeah. you're not, checking emails or doing work or whatever else it may be. Yeah. You just, as you say, present. present. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And i have you know, and I don't and I know. It's big for you as well. It never used to be for me, but I found exercise. I found, I find exercise as well is great for my mental yeah. health. Um, and my physical well being. but you know, some there was days that if I was miss if I'd miss, if I hadn't done some exercise by the end of the day, I'd be like, What's, what's wrong with me? Oh, shit, I haven't, I haven't done no exercise. And and I could tell that that was, you know, just that release, that little bit of a... Yeah. I've got a punch bag in the, in the garage as well and, and just that getting something out. And, but then I was doing it with Alfie and Grace and Alfie was getting really involved and he's maintained it and Grace was. And it was, you know, and we... I, I, I'm very lucky because I help coach our local team as well with the manager, Johnny. So I had the keys to the field, to the footy field where we train and play and all that. So I was on there, like, at least three, four times a week with Alfie. we just yeah. pull the goal out and he just ping shots from all over the gaff and then we found out we could have the best game of shooting in the world because we put the goals on the car park. I think I might have sent you a picture. We put the goals on the car park and, you know, a good, like, maybe, what, well, less than... Less about 50 metres away from each other and we were having three touch but it was the best game ever
0: Amazing. I used to
2: play it in my nana's walk on, on people's garden gates you know in the front with a tennis yeah. ball yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. play it there but now we were playing the best game of shooting at pre-touch in the world ever it was boss it was brilliant so that that kept me going a lot and you know we watched films and stuff and anyway yeah I seem to have come through it really well and then I think I told you our grace got quite poorly with Covid yeah and then she got really poorly with long COVID, and then, and then it, she got developed this thing called labyrinthitis, which is horrific. I mean, it's really horrible, and you know, just knocks it about. And
0: it's a lot of disorientation, right? And and can yeah. balance and all sorts in in it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of your inner ear, do you know what I mean? It's
0: it's the yeah, same. Yeah, and that throws uh, everything off because that's how you yes gauge yeah complete your like
2: your e- your equilibrium and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's very similar to Vertigo.
0: Yeah, it's yeah.
2: it's that times times a big you know a lot and and kind of and so they uh, it was really weird because they all got COVID and they had it for about a week or so and Hannah was really terrible. But I was away. I had to I had to spend. I think I spoke to you. You were away when I, I when I was doing my when I had to do my own lockdown in the hotel room for yeah. ten days. You know what yeah. I mean? It yeah. was because i had been with them and we were due to start filming. So I had to I had to isolate for ten days and and that was when they had they when they all got sick. Uh and, and that was really strange being away from home, not being yeah. able to come back and make sure they were okay. That hoping and praying and, you know, believing that everything was gonna be okay. Everything was gonna be okay. And I had to hand that over, do you know what I mean? Otherwise my head would have well, your head can run rings around you, can't you in know, no of circumstances, course. do you know what yeah. I mean? And just hoping and knowing that it would be okay. And they did, they come through it all okay. But then, like I said, Grace developed this illness, And just to watch, she's, our Grace, like, sings in the shower. And, you know, you can hear her upstairs singing. And she comes bouncing into her room. And she's always doing little things. And, and she's a wonderful, 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 wonderful young woman. Do you know what I mean? I'm, she is, she's adorable. I'm not just saying it because she's my kid. But she is, she's wonderful. Um, and to watch that little spirit and that little spark in her, just... Be put out, you know what I mean? Because mm. she has no energy, she has no drive, and you can see it really playing on her mind. And, and there was a couple of moments where, you know, Hannah's been magnificent throughout the whole process. And I mean, she's she's an angel, Hannah. You know what I mean? She really is. And the, the relationship they both have is is beautiful. But just to watch that diminish that that spirit, you know what I mean? Mm. Through no fault of her own, and the, 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 just how it debilitates, and just she. And the frustration that you can see her feeling. And as a parent, it, it's really difficult. Yeah. Because you do you give anything to take that away from your child. Anything. You you know, give it to me all day long. Give it to me, I can deal with it. But then there's also, also that, you know, you don't want to and, and we're a very close knit family, as you said, and, and you've you've seen us all together, so you know what we're like as a little cruise, you know what yeah. I mean? And and it's that kind of you don't want her to see my fears, you don't want her to see my You know, weakness. So you have to stay strong for her because if she sees that you have doubts or you're fearing, then it will have a double impact on her. And
0: of course,
2: so that's been the most difficult thing, if I'm honest. You know what I mean? But thankfully, we're starting to turn a corner. She's she's come through,
0: and that's a positive. Again, it's it's been so, yeah. It's such a weird one that it's not something I've heard loads about in this period is, is the struggle. Everyone's really good at, at going, no, I'm all right. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm I, I can handle me, but it's yeah. when there's someone else that you have to worry about. That's when it can really just be that, that much more overwhelming and, and, and that much harder to handle. Cause there's that lack of control and you know, you can't be in their head to make sure they're okay or to make sure they're, they're coping. And that's, yeah, that's unbelievable.
2: And you can say, you know, and and, and I look for people with parents as well you know what I mean. You can, yeah. like you 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 explain it beautifully. You can you can try and say you can say as much as you can. But and even though you can, if it's happening to you, you can find a way or a mindset to not let it affect you in in certain ways. But then other people, it, the effect that it has on other people, no matter what you say or how you try to to pull them out of it ultimately we have to pull ourselves out of something like that, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. But when it, when it is that kind of a debilitating illness, which is you, you, you have no idea when it's going to finish. It could be three weeks. It could be three months. It could be three years. That's what we were told. It's, you know, and it's, it's took about three and a half, four months for it to pass through it. Do you know what I mean? But it's a virus. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. And there was, Really, there was some lovely little times as well when we when I would just go to her, you know, right? and we do a little meditation together. Do you know what I mean and stuff? And and I just try and say to her, and, and oh, I don't fucking here, yeah, I don't know. But it's really tricky, do you know what I mean? When you when your little girl is or oh, your little boy is, is kind of you're looking at eyes and you can see the fear and the tears. Do you know what I mean? And you, yeah. and it, and it's not just it's not just your job as a parent, but it's it, you you can see a little a little humor, a little spirit, a little free spirit feeling lost and and afraid and it's that trying to make a connection to to try and let them believe that you will they will be okay and yeah. it's all gonna be all right you know what I mean that kind of this too shall pass mentality I was going to it'll be all right Lord. this it will pass yeah. I promise you that it might feel like it today and it, you know it's long that you're feeling like this right now but it this won't be forever because there's that feeling of oh this is gonna be forever.
0: Yeah, but I, mm. I I love the kind of the long term payoff of your kind of journey into mindfulness, kind of before all this started, a good year or two before you'd kind of started to try and and look at all that kind of approach and and taking more control over your own emotions and all that. I love yeah. the long term payoff there of you being able to s- sit Gracie down and go, look, here's what I do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I can't. I can't. I can't I, I, I'm not experiencing what you're experiencing, but when I've been experiencing rough stuff, here's how I've done it. Here's what I've coped. Here's how, because again, previously, and again, in, in the olden days, there was no explanation of how you cope. No. You just cope. You yes. just take it, you get on with it, you do it. And that can't be talked to someone. There's nothing there. But the fact that you can sit there and go, here's what I do. Here's the meditation I do. Here's the breathing I do. Here's who I listen to. And actual yeah. applicable things that you can pass on. It's fucking beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah. When you say it like that, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's passing those little techniques that I've that I've learned. my coping mechanisms. Yeah, and just throwing a few, and Hannah throwing loads in her tool bag. Yeah, but me just giving her a couple of my tools and going, "Yeah, look, this wrench, this wrench works for me. This hammer's very good. That that ruler's a bit crap, but it does all right." And then yeah. you know she's got her own bag of tools there, loads that she's picking up from Hannah, and some she's developing herself for later on in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you, yeah, when you think about it like that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. To, uh, to wrap things up, how are you feeling as we're coming out of all of this? Cause again, all you hear anywhere is the excitement of coming out cause p- pubs are going to be open or people can get back to work or whatever. But I think there's a lot of balance as well. There can be anxiety. There can be, again, I know that you've experienced a new version, a new, a new balance of your life, you know, yeah. did, you're, I also know you're always in demand and busy. So now you've got to look at how, how much am I going to be away? How far am I going to go? And all that kind of... Things. So how are you feeling, I guess, as we look towards getting back to some kind of version of reality?
2: I, I feel, I, you know, there's, there's that slight trepidation of the fact that, look, the numbers are going to go back up again. I'm sure they will. Um, but that's that's only expected. Um, st- I'm still a little bit apprehensive to, to get out there and go... And go crazy I think I do feel I, I feel this summer is going to be uh, yeah yeah this yeah every man and his dog and his wife and the kids are going to be out there do you know what I mean yeah. celebrating life hopefully which will be great but you're you're right as well I am I'm a lot more mindful of I'm not going to say I'm, I'm more selective because throughout my career I think I've always tried to pick the right things but I'm going to look at things now in a different way and say okay well how long am I going to be away for that um, yeah Mm, do you know what I mean? But I, I, yeah, it's it's nice. We've got some we've got some exciting things in the pipeline. Hopefully, do you know what I mean? And yeah, I think I, I just I hope throughout this process, maybe because human interaction has been lost, I don't want to you know I don't mean to sound like some kind of well hopefully a little bit more love thy neighbor and let old people can be a bit more tolerant of each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that that's the way I, I if I, if. I, I'd love people to be, to come away with that kind of ideal of, yeah, you know, let, let's look after each other a little bit more. Ask your neighbour how they're doing, maybe, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it might be difficult for other people.
0: Yeah. I, I really hope that people can remember. As you say, it all feels like it's been a few months. I hope people can remember yeah. that first half of all this, where it was ch- checking in on elderly neighbours, yeah. delivering sh- sh- shopping to them if you can, cl- clapping the, the nhs as as much as the, as they need a lot more than claps still that sentiment is is important and as as the pandemic drew on obviously it became more not more about the individual but it became more of everyone out to, to 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 really focus i right this is serious here's what's going on but yeah i hope that's the thing that people can take as you say that we can be a bit more focused on others and all being in this together i guess and i mean that yeah. in this as in in this country in this world in this yes. in this life you know
2: yeah yeah definitely
0: well that's perfect thank you very much for taking the time mate it's been a pleasure
2: it's an honor Pip. an absolute honor it really is yeah thanks for asking me man really lovely no problem.
0: there we go there was stevie and we both got a little teary-eyed there hope you enjoyed that let's move on to another actor um Papa Adu was someone I spoke to at the beginning of this pandemic. I was a fan of him from Gangs of London. I became an even bigger fan of him because of I May Destroy You, which just blew me away. And the project he's working on at the moment with Joe Barton is one that I'm hugely excited about. So, yeah, I think he's just, just one of the best in the game. And I just really enjoy talking to him. And, and we talked about how important it can be to have male friends that you enjoy talking to at times men can be the worst for sharing so yeah this is Papa Sayadou. Right I'm here today with Papa do
3: how are you man? Yeah I'm all good man good to good to hear from you again mate.
0: Yeah it's it's I wanted to hit you up I've, I've ex- explained this but it's going to be kind of 10 minute chat about where your head has been during the pandemic, how your mental health's been, how you're feeling as we come out the other end. And you were someone I spoke to right at the start of it all.
3: Yeah. It was kind of,
0: it was all, I think we both kind of discussed how overwhelming it all was at at that point. But I don't think either of us realized a year on it'd still be, (laughs) still be going. So, 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 so yeah, like how have you been during the pandemic and how's your, yeah. How's your mental health?
3: Yeah, man, it's been a long year, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been like, it really, because obviously, yeah, we probably spoke last, um I don't know, last June, last May, something like that, and yeah. genuinely feels like eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's been the longest and shortest
3: year. It's, it it's really a combination has. of the two. It really has. It's been the longest year where we've done the fewest steps, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that says it all, really. It's been so up and down. Like, there have been moments of such concentrated intensity which um which have been like i suppose exacerbated by obviously like unprecedented things happening in the world but also like our kind of like means of expressing it or um sharing it being reduced to either on social media or people within our media bubbles or whatever, like the kind of disparity between those things has been quite intense. I found, especially in the first half of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of prevalent or prescient that we're speaking today, the day after George Floyd's murderer has been, has been convicted. And we spoke last time within a week of that, of that happening. So it's literally a a year on as such. So, Yeah, I think it's a weird one where there's been not only a pandemic to deal with, but so many other hugely high emotional things. And yeah. normally we have the leveling out of being able to go and see our mates or yeah. go and see our family or, or, or something as a kind of almost an escape from yeah. from the heaviness of it all. How have you found? Like, have you found anything that's been your escape from anything like that? When, yeah. in, in as an alternative to to, to going out and so, and socializing
3: yeah i mean it's hard because like i think number one we're it, especially like you know in this country in this society where we're, we're fortunate to have freedom you know like it's that freedom to of choice of what to do and where to go and who to talk to or whatever that allows us to cope with hugely intense stuff and and for reasons that are outside of our control our freedom our freedoms have been compromised this year so like yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I live in London, so like, I'm lucky that there's lots of green space around here, and I've been, um, I've been, um, I've been doing what I can to, you know, be out, like, doing my government, especially like doing the, doing the lockdown, doing my government sanctioned like year, uh, uh, hours exercise or whatever yeah. per, per day. But yeah, I mean, like the thing about Zoom, for example, is it's it's you you hate it and you love it, right? Because like. I, I think the thing that I missed most were my mates. So I really, really, really keenly missed my mates for those first kind of like three months and that. And I just said, you know what? Like, I'm going to make time each week or whatever to do it on Zoom, on, Fa- on FaceTime, on WhatsApp, video call or whatever, and just spend time face-to-face seeing your friends, you know, because... The opposite is to become more insular and more cut off and, you know, not to kind of like nurture those relationships, which I think are so important for helping us deal with um, those harder moments in life. I,
0: I, I love that. And I love that you took that that step and that action
3: because
0: yeah. I definitely felt like, I'm not much of a Zoom pub quiz guy. So and there was a no. point where it felt like if you're not a Zoom pub quiz guy, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. seeing any of your mates. Like, yeah, like that's yeah, it. It's yeah, done. Yeah. It's either that or, or nothing. So, so I love that you took that kind of action and said, "No, let's uh, let's hang out. Let's get together yes. once a week, and let's 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 see each other rather than it all be in a in a WhatsApp group message or whatever else. You know what 100%. I mean?
3: And I think it's you know what sometimes it. I think it's hard for you know blokes boys to do that. You know to kind of admit like to admit that kind of time and shared space or whatever is really important to us you know yeah. to like be like to your male friends even that look I miss you I want to hang out with yeah. you I want to tra- catch up with you I want to talk to you it's a really it's, it's hard for me to even say now you know yeah. I don't know what that kind of like rewiring that needs to be done is but yeah I, 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 I had to I had to make a concerted effort to do that and I'm glad I did
0: how so how's it been as an actor because in this industry you're always waiting for that that one role that's going to blow you up that one moment and you had two of them come along and then the whole industry shut down you, 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 you know it's 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 you had i may destroy you and gangs of london and then the industry went all right we're, we're just going to chill for a bit was there any anxiety over that of kind of wow is is this going to slow the the momentum was getting and stuff like that? Or were you kind of pleased to have a bit of a breather?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it's all relative, but like, yeah, definitely there was anxiety about that because like like you say, you wait so long for like opportunities that, um, you're proud of and that get to be shared on a grand scale <laughs> and exactly like literally there's no way of, uh, it feels like there's no way of capitalizing on, on that but I guess again that that was there was a lot of like thinking around that about how it has to be more than just like we we live for the absolute now and if I don't do it now then it'll never happen like I think I think if you if you really have belief in your um you know ambition, you realise that it's it's a longer journey than that. It's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And uh, and eventually, and like yeah, I've been really lucky in the fact that like I had some time to like you know do stuff outside of literally acting, like they work with young people or or th- that kind of stuff which then kind of like feeds back in when, when, when the industry gets back with its feet. So, um, but yeah, there were definitely moments of like, <sighs> it's it's weird, you know, because like, you're, you're like, I feel so lucky and so unlucky at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. There's a a, tr- a chance the rapper lyric that I, that I have in my head all the time now, particularly in this industry. And it's just shortcuts cut short, long runs and Uh, i just i I love it it's it's that 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 reminder it's like right there's no rush like i plan on being in this industry for the rest of my life so these things will come and these things will land at at the right time so kind of finally how are you feeling as we start to return to some kind of version of society i mean you've kind of had i've been describing it to actors as a like a soft launch in in filming because you get to go back to some kind of socializing because you're on set but you're not really you're still very isolated you're still very much eating your lunch in your trailer on your own and things like yeah. that but you've had that s- s- soft launch of starting on a project so, so how's yeah. the anxiety or feelings of 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 the real world uh returning
3: Yeah, obviously, like, the removal of as much existential dread is definitely a good thing, you know, because, like, it's been, like, months and months and months of thinking, like, by looking looking at someone, you might kill them or they might kill you. So, like, it feels good to not have that properly on your shoulders. But, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, um, a... As a bit cynical but like I do feel like it's going to be there's still a long way to go in many ways and like yesterday felt like a big moment in terms of the decision that was made in America but then we've got to see like what the steps are on from that are so yeah. always with moments like that for example with the American election or something like this you you have something that feels like a little bit of a win but then very quickly like you can you can take a helicopter view out of it and it it makes you see how big the challenge in in general is so i think we've got many more challenges to face in the coming weeks and months but yeah it definitely feels like we're in a different space to what we were six months ago
0: yeah i feel that and i i appreciate you taking some time out to have to to have this chat it's been a joy as ever man
3: oh mate i love seeing you man so it's always a pleasure
0: nice one There we go. That was Papa S A Adu. Um, he's wonderful, isn't he? I I, I love that conversation. I had to end the first episode with one of the people that made the Distraction Pieces podcast w- what it is. Early on in the podcast, I spoke to Gail Porter. Um, it was Gail's episode and Eddie Temple Morris' episode where unexpectedly they were both just so open and honest about their mental health struggles and about their depression and about suicide quite frankly and that really set the standard for Distraction Pieces podcast in the early days and has caused so many great conversations since then and yeah Gail has since gone on to win a BAFTA for a documentary about her mental health but that that win came during a nation a worldwide sorry pandemic so i wanted to talk to gail about how her mental health has been in this time to have a period where large parts of the country are really focused on her mental health and then all of a sudden she's thrust into isolation and the world is shut off from her and she is shut off from the world so yeah that's where i wanted to go with this this is the wonderful gail porter Right, I'm here with Gail Porter. How are you?
4: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good, and it's lovely to s- s- see you. Um, I- I'm doing these t- 10 or f- 15-minute chats basically about how your pandemic's been, kind of low points and high points, and then we'll talk about how we're feeling coming out of it. So, I mean, let's start on the high points. As Just before we started, you talked about doing a, a Louis Theroux podcast, and there's been a BAFTA winning in there. How's all that been? That's a weird. These are weird things to go through in a a, a nation and a worldwide pandemic, right?
4: Yeah. Would well, you know? What, it was kind of like we did the documentary. It was called Being Gail Porter. It was about yeah. me being a little bit crazy. And um, yeah, I thought it would, maybe no one would watch it, and but then people did watch it. And then yeah. I got a phone call during the pandemic saying. You're up for a BAFTA. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was thinking, oh, I can't even wear a dress. Or my friend who's a tailor, he was going to make me a suit. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to just accept it from home. (laughs) So I kind of like, I had like a top on and just sitting in my pants. And I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No one can see like lower from that. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get dressed up. So, yeah. So I accepted it in my pants, which was quite amusing.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. Did it still feel... Or did it feel more special in a way? Because it's such a unique way to be winning anything or doing anything. Or did it feel like you've kind of been cheated out of the moment of it all?
4: (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? I did feel a wee bit cheated because I thought, do you know what? Not that I can do my hair or anything, but I just thought, do you know what? How nice would it be just to get dressed up and do something? you know I've never yeah. won anything I won a Weetabix pencil case once from Asda <laughs> but I mean and then suddenly you get a bathtub. and I was like oh my gosh and yeah it was just I wanted to see my friends I wanted to be with everyone that was involved in the documentary but of course I couldn't see anybody so it was it was a very weird experience to be honest with you but I mean don't get me wrong I'm absolutely chuffed to bits. Yeah, <laughs> I got a bit. yeah of
0: that's amazing so I mean, when I decided to do this little series of mini episodes on mental health, you were an obvious choice to come on because you really, I've said it on the podcast a load and I'm sure I've said it to you, but you really set the tone for what Distraction Pieces is as a podcast. The early podcast or the two-parter that we did and the one with Eddie Temple Morris both had such openness and honesty about mental health. And I think it's easy to forget that, Back when we had that conversation, it wasn't quite as as, as well sp- spoken about it was still more of a, a taboo subject so you know
1: it,
0: you felt like the perfect person to talk to but also partly to check in on because it's going to have been tough having to deal with your your your, your, your 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 own mental health during a pandemic having to live to the restrictions that are necessary whilst dealing with whilst trying to keep yourself afloat so yeah how's that been I guess
4: well oh gosh where do I start um yeah yeah, I mean I I totally appreciate us having this conversation because it is really important um but just the week before the pandemic hit um my dad passed away in Spain so Mm. I had to fly out to Spain I mean, I spoke to him in the morning and then in the evening I got a phone call from someone that knew him. And I was like, oh, my God, Dad. It was from his phone. And I was like, Dad, you're phoning me twice in one day. And she was like, no, your dad's dead. (laughs) And I was like, so um, I flew out there, managed to sort everything out, got him cremated, brought him back home. Yeah, so that was hard, especially with mental health. And then suddenly... You know, I got I got COVID at the very beginning as well. So mm. I was, <laughs> my dad was sitting here in the front room, and then I suddenly put him into the spare room. I was like, I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with all this. Do you know what I mean? What are you thinking of? So, um, yeah, it's been it's been really hard. So I was at home for six weeks, uh, not being allowed to see anyone. But my friends were all amazing. They were dropping off food and stuff like that. Right. You know, things we take for granted. But yeah, but during it, after yeah I've been dealing with all that and then I think halfway through I was thinking oh I can deal with this you know I'm all right but I did have I don't know about you but I had a few days of just thinking I can't cope with this at Mm -hmm. all so um I did that thing that I always say to people don't do stay in bed I stayed in bed for a couple of days thinking I can't but yeah I got up and got myself together and went running and sort of dealt with things in my own way so um yeah, yeah. It was it was tricky, very tricky. And I was thinking about all these people that have got you know mental health or depression. It's not you know if you're on your own. I live on my own with a cat and the dead dad, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously,
4: <laughs> you know as you do. You know you know me. I don't do things by half.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so I think it's something that we're going to be dealing with a lot coming out the other end of this pandemic because grief is something that. I think part of our coping with it is is grieving in some way publicly. And I don't mean on social media or anything like that. Just, I mean having friends.
1: I, having yeah, friends. I think
0: I think the reason we all gather for a funeral is so we can all acknowledge what has happened. And I think it's really weird when we can't do that. Like I I had um a, a relative die last year and because it happened in Scotland, we couldn't cross the border to go and, and visit because it's my, my scottish aunt, so, so so we had to watch on like a webcam and attend a funeral on a, a webcam which was the weirdest thing and i i, I, I realized it at christmas and a new year because i kind of sat there and thought oh my auntie lynn isn't here anymore and i hadn't i don't think i'd processed it it was an odd one of I mean, because we hadn't had that moment where it's, it sounds so odd to say we need to be w- w- witness grieving but i think so many things don't feel real we'll, 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 when they're just in our own world and no one yeah. else knows about it so yeah I think we are going to see a lot of strange things as we come out the other end as people try and come to terms with things so how how are things between you and your dad <laughs> now <laughs> obviously you've you've moved him into another room when you were were, were str- str- struggling how's that been because you spoke about it on Louis as well and it was it felt yeah. such a positive thing it was really nice to to hear
4: yeah well it, yeah, it's been difficult. And, you know, we had that wee mini break from lockdown. So yeah. what I did was I actually got on a train, went because I've only got my uncle left. Well, I've got my cousins, but I don't have mum or dad or grandparents or anything like that. Yeah. So um, I thought, I'm going to take my dad up to see his brother. And so I managed to get up there for a couple of days and <laughs> took my dad up. And my uncle was so chuffed. He was like, oh, we'll have a wee chat, Gail. Oh, yeah. Me and your dad will have a wee chat. And I was like, oh so yeah we didn't have to do no, we didn't get to do the funeral thing we yeah. didn't do all that but do you know what a Scottish funeral it just ends up in a fight usually doesn't it
0: <laughs> yeah I wonder if, if that's why the restrictions were so strict <laughs> from my aunt's funeral in Scotland it's like we have to be really limited here because you can't socially distance while fighting that's not yeah. it's not <laughs> possible <laughs>
4: Isn't it, is it, I don't know if it's just a Scottish thing but I do know that every funeral that I've been to in Scotland has been kind of like nice, everyone's cuddling, we all love each other and then by the end of it it's going no but you, no but you <laughs> <laughs> and it all goes a little bit tits up so um, yeah, so we didn't do that but um, hopefully at some point when I get home I'm allowed to go back to Scotland from the 27th of this yes, month, yes.
0: are you going back up? Um, no, no no plans to at the moment but I've, I've been in Canada for seven months, so I've been away yeah, from my family here. So I'm kind of
4: so you're you're just like, like you're you're a superstar. I keep watching what you're up to. <laughs> Check yeah, and I saw you had like a like a, a double a doppelganger of you, mate. Yeah,
0: yep. had a weird thing for a for a torture scene. So that was all all good fun. But um, yeah, it, again, it's kind of it's made me try and have to identify things for my own mental health as well because being out in isolation in another country like i started walking more than i've ever ever w- w- walked before have you found anything that's been a new coping mechanism for you cuz it's a weird one that you're you're an old pro at this at the mental health thing like like you've been aware of of <laughs> the stuff that you're dealing with for a long time but then it's going to be an overwhelmingly no matter how comfortable you feel within it all you're going to feel very v- v- vulnerable putting out a documentary about it all and suddenly it's out there to everyone and then almost straight after that you're in isolation. So that's such a weird juxtaposition of you've suddenly said to everyone, here's what I deal with. And then everyone's like, Well, you can't see anyone now. And maybe you can't deal with it in the ways you would normally deal with it. So yeah.
4: Yeah, it was really it was really hard. So um I made an effort once I was like after I got over my COVID and everything, I just put my little, I got all these little um, business cards made for about 20 quid and I just like popped around the neighbours and I was like, if you need anything, because I know what it's like, you know, I've got a lot of older neighbours and stuff and I thought, you know, I don't want anyone to feel alone and if I can do some shopping or something, but I started to um, get up and go for a run stroke walk because I'm 50 now, do you know what I mean? (laughs) I can't really (laughs) run that far, I try, I always say I've done 5k, I have done 5k but I've walked half of it. Yeah. But you know what? I'm out and I'm doing it and I'm smiling at people and just, you know, trying to get through it all, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, it's just, it's such a horrible, horrible time for everybody. And with mental health as well, I mean... I've been watching Netflix. I've been watching everything I can possibly watch. And I've been looking at you doing your night creeping. And yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I'm not a
4: stalker. I'm not a stalker, <laughs> but it really cheers me up when I see these nice pictures of you. Cause I, I go walking. Well, I don't go walking so much in the evening cause yeah. you know, London's not the best place yeah. to walk around at night at the 100%. moment. So, um, but yeah, I just try and get up in the morning. <laughs> I get up, have a shower, get dressed. And then I think, where am I going? <laughs> I've got no idea
0: but it can be really important t- t- to do those things right and i think a lot of people w- won't be aware of that as you said you're aware because of things you've gone through in the past that for example if you stay in bed all day it's probably not going to be a good day
1: you no, know it's it's good, it's, it's, yeah. it's going
0: to t- take you further and further so i guess in a way n- n- knowing that getting up and showering and getting dressed and all that is probably going to be better for your mind than than again a lot of people i think particularly in that first part will have been a bit lost on all of that and what to do and where to go and and how to.
4: Well, when I did my two days in bed, that was probably the worst idea I've ever had. And my mind was just going, it was getting worse and worse thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I here? (laughs) Um, You know, I I love seeing people and I love going out and about. And I think when you've got um, depression or mental health issues, it's so important to see people. So I mean, you know, it's so lovely to see you on Zoom, but I still want to give you a hug, but yeah, I'm not allowed yeah. to do that. We're not allowed to do all that. So, so you just got to keep positive. Keep positive. That's the only thing I can say. And it's it's hard.
0: How how did you pull yourself out of of bed? That like after after you had a couple of days. Do you know? Is there anything specific that you kind of consciously went right? I need to stop this. What was the well, trigger? I think
4: you know I had like my two days in bed and I was obviously grieving but in a weird way like you say because I'm not going to see anybody and say yeah. goodbye properly and and I just thought you know what my dad wouldn't want this, my mum wouldn't want this so um, yeah because my, my daughter's 18 so she's been hanging out with a boyfriend, he's in the bubble and I was <laughs> like alright what about me so uh, but no I do <laughs> I do get to see her but she was like, she was on the phone to me she's like right mummy you need to go on a dating website and I was like no <laughs> i'm too old for a dating website my friend i really am so um no she's she's kept me laughing you know um so i have seen her a few times but obviously it's all been a bit difficult and you've got to try and i've been trying to stick by the rules and um On Monday, when lockdown lifted in London, oh my gosh, I went out for coffee in Soho and I have never been so happy to see so many smiling faces. And everyone going, oh, we would love to hug you, but we can't, but we can least see each other, you know. So that was really nice. I love that.
0: So how are you feeling kind of coming out the other end of it all? Are you excited? Are you anxious? Are you both
4: to be honest with you, I the first day of lockdown, I walked to the top of the road and then I came straight back home again because I was anxious like crazy, thinking, "Oh my gosh, should I be out? Is this okay mm. for me to be out?" And I just panicked like crazy and I came back home straight back onto Netflix. I was watching people just, you know, people just do nothing.
0: Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I
4: just love watching that because it just makes me so happy. Yeah. And I know you and in, you interviewed a couple of them. Didn't yeah, you?
0: I've had I've had three of them on now. I think they're amazing. That's again, that's a go to. F- uh, yeah. uh, for me and, and while i was away i've re-watched all the people just do nothing because i needed br- br- british stuff and yeah and, no, i needed stuff really, that I'm- reminded me of home and reminded me of mates and things like that and that was yeah a perfect one
4: yeah when i was watching because that, that's my go-to thing so i keep watching it over and over and like chabadi <laughs> <laughs> just everything just makes me laugh and I think right okay we've got something to look forward to yeah. um I think the guys are going on tour at some point so I'm yeah. go- hopefully going to see them yeah just you know I just keep thinking there's got to be things I'm going to do I'm doing an event up in Berwick-upon-Tweed uh, with Irvin Welsh oh, in wow. August so That'll we're both amazing. doing I think we're both doing a reading and I think I'm introducing basement jacks so I I'm not entirely sure I don't really care Love I'm just it. going I'm going home
0: yeah I love that. Well, that sounds perfect.
4: You need to come up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll have to see what, when it is and, and, and make the trip. There was a, w- w- there's a guy somewhere who had a portrait t- t- a tattoo done for some reason of me and Irvin Welsh. <laughs> I, I've never met him. I'm a big fan. I, I, I'm going to have him on the podcast at, at some point. But yeah, someone in the world has got a tattoo of the two of us kind of facing each other so well,
4: I cannot wait to see that that would be so yes. funny that would be so funny Amazing. someone got my my name tattooed I signed his chest and he got it tattooed and I always think oh my gosh what a weird thing to do but thanks but yeah,
0: that's always that the reaction this is incredibly weird but I'm very flattered so I'm going to support it <laughs> yeah. I love it I'll
4: take that I'll take it yeah
0: well, thank you very much for taking the time, and it's bloody—it's a thank joy you. to see you. I always enjoy you, like when you're—you've been on hardcore listing and on Louis and everything else. So it's great to be kind of face to face. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, so well, much.
4: definitely. Soon, soon as we're finished, then hopefully we'll meet together at a hardcore listing event, or I'll see you in August if, with me and Irvin Welsh. If you're a. I said.
0: So lovely thank
4: to you. see you in your face. Love you lots.
1: we been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.
0: There we go. That was Gail Porter. Um, yeah, she's just the best, isn't she? I, I, I love her dearly. And I love you guys for tuning into this first Where's Your Head At episode. Obviously, if you're struggling, you will have heard already. It's so important to reach out to people and to talk to people, whether that be people you're close friends with, or indeed Samaritans or other different helplines and services. There's so many people you can reach out to. I'll be back next week with three episodes. Because n- n- next week is Mental Health Awareness Week. I wanted to do three. So I'm going to be doing one on Monday, or one on Tuesday and one on Friday. And those guests, as I said, include Florence Pugh, Jordan Stevens, Jamali Maddox, Jade Adams. Just so many good people. So, uh, yeah. Please tune in. And if you enjoyed this and you're new, go and dig into the back catalogue. We've got hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds of amazing episodes. I mean, this is episode 383, and many of them are multiple partners. So, yeah, go and check them out. Um, As I said, I'll be back next week. And until then, stay sane and stay safe. Ta-ta.